Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sketchless Podcast, episode 21. Before we begin today, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording today. This is, was, and always will be Aboriginal land. My name is James. This is the Sketchless Podcast. If this is your first time listening, hello, wow, can't believe it. That's really rude. Kidding. Hello. Um, this is a true horror story podcast by someone who is a little bit scared of true horror because they are a big old baby wah wah cry cry. My name's James. That's me. Yes. And today I'm joined by two wonderful people, Ash and Ruby. Hi. Hello. Or do you have like a couple name? You Rash. Know? Rash. <laughs> yeah. It's seasonal. It's here. It's a little bit itchy. Oh my God, stop that. Because there's Edward and Bella, which is... <laughs> Redwood. What is it? Bedwood? Bedwood. Do they have one? Let's just make one up right now. I don't think it was okay. a thing when they were dating. Really? Well, I mean. Because there's Snemini, Snape and Oh, Hermione. my God. Wait, oh. what the fuck? There's is a whole fan fiction about it. That's disgusting. That's a bit <laughs> pedophilic, isn't it? And then there's um, Hape, Harry Potter and Snape, Harry and Snape. Oh. And then there's Malfoy and Harry, which is Halfoy. Mm, wow. So we've got Rash mm-hmm. with us today. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But a good rash. Yeah. Is there such a type? <laughs> yeah, because if you get like a rash from like a daisy, it's like, it's oh, a rash, but it's nice. That's sweet. Right. Or like, like beard rash or something. Beard rash. Bash. Mm. I'll bash you. <laughs> um, what's, what's going on, everyone? How are we? We're doing good? Yeah, we're good. Oh. Are you doing yes. It feels weird that you're behind me. I know. The one's here. Yeah. 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 What do you mean? <laughs> she goes, are you talking to us? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're really good. Um, you know... Seeing more people recently mm. has been, like, because it's legal, um, has been quite interesting. Seeing you today for the first time in forever Literally. is really exciting. Mm-hmm. True. Ash. Ash. <laughs> um, I agree. You it's found been... a nice painting you just said. I want to hear about that. Oh, yeah. Um, a few, probably like a month ago now, like before quarantine, I found... Next to my work, there was a vintage um, market that popped up for the day. And I was looking through all the old photographs and I found a portrait from, I, we're guessing like the 1940s, of um, a trans woman. Sorry. And on the I like on the back, I think it said the date. Actually, the date was like 1942. And I just, I fell in love with it. I bought it and it's in my room. But I just love her. She's so beautiful. That's beautiful. And like, I just want to know her story. What a great find. Mm-hmm. Like, truly. Yeah. Because I was just showing you guys the little postcard that I, I'm really obsessed with, like, um, things like diaries and, and letters yeah. from really old times. Because mm-hmm. I find them really fascinating. Maybe you should do a YouTube video buying them, like, on the <gasps> internet. Mm, well, the next stunning. YouTube video I'm doing is um, ranking every Animal Crossing villager from hot to not. Oh, we love. Wow. Um, starting, obviously, not being Graham, if anybody plays Animal <laughs> oh. Crossing. Mm-mm. 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 What was that? Honestly. What did they do? <laughs> so if anybody doesn't play Animal Crossing, Graham is this little yellow hamster with tiny little blue glasses. And he's What's ha- wrong with glasses? No, I mean tiny. <laughs> Tiny, like little baby, little glasses. baby ones, and he, his house, because every villager has a house. Mm. Inside his house, it looks like a hacker's dungeon. There's like computers, <laughs> so and, kind of like this room that we're in. Yes, yeah, little. <laughs> <laughs> but he also has posters of two rabbits who are also other villagers, Francine and um, Chrissy. These yeah. two famous rabbits, and he has them above his door, which you can only see if you tilt the camera a certain way. So it's very creepy, and he just is not it. No. Um, so he's the last, mm. and then the hottest number one would be obviously like Sherb, or like Ketchup, 
or ketchup, yeah. obviously. <laughs> um, enough Animal Crossing talk, though. That's just nonsense. Has anything spooky happened to you in the last few weeks since we have spoke last on the podcast? Anything um, at all? I can't. I don't really think so. Because you live in a scary house. My house is very scary. My house is I from... Hate, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my house is, was made in like the 60s or the 50s or something. Um, when we moved in, there was definitely a ghost. Um, but, you know, sage and... Mm. clearing energies and being positive and everything has definitely helped a lot. So nothing too spooky, but I run through my house when it's dark. Mm. I hate it. Like I stay over at Ruby's house quite a bit and like, it'll be midnight and we're hungry and her house is huge. Like there's like two or three levels. So to get to her kitchen from her house, it's like a fucking trek. Mm. So when she doesn't want to come with me, I get so scared. I turn on all the lights. I like. I don't know if I tell you this, but I'm. I get so spooked. That's why I'm always like, "Come with me. It'll be fun." <laughs> <laughs> me just like in bed playing Animal Crossing. Like yeah. I, I'm not hungry. Like yeah. you are. Yeah. Like, it's it's freaky because there's so many doors and so many little corridors and rooms. I'm always expecting something to like pop out. Mm. Yeah, and my mom scares me so much. Actually, that's what's been scary. My mom just keeps jumping out from behind doors and scaring me all the time. Um, and it's not cute. She grabs my legs when I'm walking through the st- on the stairs. Oh yeah, so. Well, what, like, do you, are your parents scared of, of that stuff? No, my mom's um, very spiritual. Mm. Um, so she's open with everything, but also does, like, doesn't mind unless they're um, malicious. Mm. Um, my dad is super... Like, he's, like, a big, strong man, so he doesn't really believe in, like, ghosts mm. or anything, but he's definitely been a bit spooked in our house. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they're okay with it, though. It's so funny with, like, straight men. Mm. <laughs> I find that they um, – I don't know what it is, but they're like, nah, mate, nah, mate, they, they fucking exist. They, um, they thrive off of, like – knowing everything and if they don't right. if they don't know <laughs> what it is like they can't explain it so mm. then it's not it's not real it can't yeah. be real because they my, don't know my brother for example um he just does not he just dismisses anything like supernatural mm-hmm. like anything spooky i remember one story it's fucking funny when, when we were like i was like 13 he was like 16 he lived downstairs in my old house like in the basement pretty much and um, I heard him, like, yelling at the top of his lungs. And I was like, what the fuck is he yelling at? And so uh, my mom, like, gets up out of bed and goes downstairs. And then she's like, what's wrong? And he's like, nothing, I'm embarrassed. I'll tell you tomorrow. So <sighs> next morning, I'm like, what was it? And he was, so he was walking to the to the bathroom downstairs. And a pile of clothing next to the bathroom, his, his brain turned into a little girl <laughs> sitting in the corner. And he was like, I'll fucking kill you. I'll fuck you. I'll fucking kill you, mate. Get out of here. And my mom thought there was like an actual intruder in the house. So like went downstairs. But mm. it was just my, my brother like trying to attack a fake oh, ghost. Oh, my God. And um, so like I think I'd be the same if I ever saw a ghost. I'd either A, completely freeze and panic and then never want to like – be in that place ever again mm. or be get so angry and like want to fight it my mom my mom's actually said if like because all in horror movies there's like a little girl you know yeah. there's always a like the, yeah. the little girl that's like laughing and like we were watching like probably the conjuring or something and she was like i would give her a cuddle i'd just go over to her and tell her that i'm here yeah. i'd give her a cuddle and i was like bitch give no, her a run away i would not give anything a cuddle i'd be very very scared. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. Half the time, like, especially when we're talking about, like, children, they're not actually children. They're, like, mm. usually if it's something more malicious, um, 
pretending to be a child to like draw you in. Yeah, mm. it takes an innocent yeah. form. Yeah, for sure. Really. That can be a real thing. So I don't, I don't fuck with that shit. This is why. And <laughs> no. I've been very, um, I've been very like careful about doing deep Ouija boards. And yeah. I've just heard so many stories about people inviting the wrong thing in. Yeah. Or like messing with something they shouldn't mess with. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard of a story of my friend, obviously this is hearsay, but who knows, um, that they were playing with a Ouija board and then they were playing with like a, a shot glass and then it was like the middle of the night. And then when they got to a certain point, this like black smoke apparently came in the middle of the shot glass and then uh, because they were pretty switched on with like knowledge of Ouija boards, they like taped the, the shot glass onto the board and like have left it there and like if you go to her house on top of her fridge is the Ouija board with the shot glass still taped what what does the you know I'm like, not going to her. what does yeah. the taping do like, well apparently just because like they like didn't want to move it they just right. kind of bound it in, the pla- in place so oh my God. it is there I saw it and like it wasn't real I don't know but still there well, what are they planning on doing with it are they going to they, know, if they move her house are they going to take it with them or probably bury, not I would bury I'd bury that. it yeah I'd bury it I'd burn that shit have you ever done a Ouija board no, no, and we're not doing one today, so that's no. the plan. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. So you would never, you would never touch it. No, and Maybe I've watched not. a lot of um, like people doing it and how to be respectful with it. I just, it's not for me. I would mm. rather keep um, on the good side of that side me of too. things if I can. Me too. And I just don't, because it's like almost like, um, imagine you're sleeping in a coffin and someone's like banging on it and being like, hello, anyone there? You're like, mm, I just want to rest. Literally. <laughs> so don't mess with it. I've had such a long, hard life. Leave Literally. me alone. Unless they, uh, unless you feel like there's this overwhelming sense of someone trying to contact you. Yes. Um, which I don't have. And I'm sure like, you know, by now if you did. Yeah. Absolutely. So just leave it alone because you're just not, you don't know what, we don't understand what is the other part of that world. Yeah. Or go to a psychic. Mm-hmm. Go to someone who's experienced. When you're when you're sick, you go to a doctor. You don't go. You don't start performing surgery on your on your little toe because you think you know what you're doing. Therefore, go to Maria the medium because she knows what she's doing. Sure, mm-hmm. Maria. Maria. So we're gonna move on to the horror movie of the week because <laughs> Wait, we love. <laughs> 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 she, she was literally there, like <laughs> <laughs> chew, chew and swallow, and then we'll talk about it. Sorry. You should be. So fucking annoying, Ash. You should be. I'm kidding. <laughs> Help you. <laughs> Get a bit closer. All right. So, the horror movie of the week, mm. as recommended by James from the Schedulers podcast, is <laughs> the 19... Wait, no. It's the 2007 film, The Mist. Oh. The entire front of this door is plate glass. <laughs> They wanted to try and make a window. Well, maybe your window turned out to be a door. Who she's gonna sacrifice to make it all better? We want the boy. You try it. Kill Have you guys seen the movie? I think I've heard heard of it. Oh. Oh. I haven't seen it. Okay. So, I'm not going to spoil it because this movie has an enormous twist at the end. Mm -hmm. And I mean, 
it's crazy twist at the end and you're just like whoa yeah you might actually watch it tonight who knows okay so the mist is based on a stephen king novel from 1980 Mm -hmm. um it was written and directed by frank darabont um the film features an ensemble cast including thomas jane marcia gray hayden nathan gamble andre broader robert traveler these are all names you like, who? And then you see them and you're like, oh, yeah, those people. Yeah. Right. Um, filming for The Mist began in Louisiana in 2007. The film was commercially released in the U.S. in November 21, 2007. It performed extremely well at the box office and received generally positive reviews. Um, honestly, I don't want to spoil too much, but the plot is pretty much um, after a thunderstorm damages their home, David Drayton leaves his wife, Stephanie, to buy supplies with his eight-year-old son, Billy, and their neighbor, Brent Norton they receive they notice a mist rolling down the mountain toward their house and unusual policemen military activity in the supermarket three soldiers enter the store soon followed by an an MP who informs them um, that they have to stay inside because there will be earth like earth like tremors coming very soon earthquake so pretty much the whole film is them stuck inside this grocery store and there's this enormous thick mist surrounding the store and then something happens after hey. that. But I won't tell you because there's a huge twist at the end, okay. which is actually quite notorious. I'm shocked you haven't heard of it. I feel like I might have seen... It's one of those things where I've seen little clips of the movie, but I've never watched it okay. throughout. It's really good. Um, I'd give it three three out of five, which is like mm-hmm. Pretty, above average. Yeah. Um, really good. Get some tissues um, mm-hmm. and... Get a blanket because it's kind of spooky. If you're scared of like uh, monster movies, like big aliens and shit like that, then it's like, ooh, it's spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not, then it's just like a lot of fun. It's like a really fun, mm-hmm. like, creature feature. True. Very oh, cool. Um, Stanley, so that was a miss. We're going to take a very brief break and we'll be back for the main story. I love you so much. Bye. back have you had a nice break we didn't have a very long break in real life Mm-mm. um <clears throat> the following story here is like trigger warning um sexual violence and a bunch of other stuff so honestly the podcast itself always comes with a trigger warning because we talk about some pretty dark stuff but specifically this story is pretty pretty intense so um you've been warned um okay great so one we're gonna do the story of um a girl named um, Kim Proctor. So the reason I decided to do this story was because, as you guys know, Ash and Ruby, and mm-hmm. anyone listening maybe might know, is that I've been streaming video games online. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to find, like, a story that kind of related to, like, video games. Yeah. Because I feel like it's kind of Fun. something different and cool. So... And if you haven't, you should definitely be watching Pablo's <laughs> streaming. Do you guys yeah. play anything else besides Animal Crossing? Absolutely not. I bought my Switch to play Animal Crossing But did on. you, like, grow up playing any games? Mm-hmm. Um, I played 
Um, like Mario Kart. I feel like everyone did. I played yeah. the Wii a lot. But Ash played a lot more though. What did you um, play Ash? I played obviously the Wii growing up. I I loved um like Mario like Smash yeah, Bros. I watch, I played that all the time. Um, I grew up playing. Um, my mum bought me from one of those like shady markets, like the little DS game with like two hundred games on it. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, it yeah. had um. One of the earlier Animal Crossings on it. Like Wild so World. I played, oh, yeah, Wild World. World. Yeah. World. I played that one. quite a bit. Um, and, yeah, at the moment I'm playing Animal Crossing and um, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Which I actually really fuck with. And Mario Kart. We, like, ring people. And Geordie that was on the podcast, we yeah. were on the phone with her and played really Mario Kart. Like, no um, comment. Leighton, one of Ash's, like, oh. best friends, he's, like, Rude. this queer boy from um, Melbourne, and he's so good at it. Mm. Rude. Yeah. But anyway, uh, watch Pablo's live stream. Yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up playing a lot of, like, horror stuff when I was a kid. I played a lot of Silent Hill, yeah. Resident Evil, mm-hmm. and I played a lot of Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, yes. all those kind of, like, classics. Um, and now Animal Crossing, which just doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. but sure. So one night around dinner time, 16-year-old Cruz Wellwood, what a porn name, sent an instant message to Kim Proctor on MSN saying, hey, I thought you had babysitting. Do you, do you finish early? Um, MSN. Yeah, that's very of the time, mm-hmm. for sure. We know, we know when it is. The nudges, the... The, did you have, did I you was have a, too little. We were too little. <gasps> I, wow. my, my older sister had Animal Crossing. I mean, not Animal Crossing, but <laughs> had MSN. And I remember, like, on our old desktop computer, I'd just, like, be over her shoulder just, like, watching her. I used to... Uh, well, MSN was my, like, teenhood. Mm-hmm. For sure. And so it was very, like... I had all these, like, scene kid friends yeah, from LA and stuff God. that I never met in real life. When you were a scene kid, yes, like, MSN. super emo. Plum. My, like... I used to have my... The emojis on my name used to be, like, a dead rose and, like, oh. a bat. So you were an like, e-boy before it was popular. Literally me. Okay. I had, like, crazy hair. <laughs> and there used to be this thing called nudging that you used to do. And I used to, like, nudge bomb people. So you like, pretty much just, like, nudge, press nudge on someone. And what it does <laughs> is, like, it pulls up your chat and shakes your screen. Oh. And so I used to do it with everyone. You get blocked all the time. Oh it was God. great. And I used to get bullied on there all the time. It was horrible. Aww. Anyway. <laughs> doesn't matter. <Go> <laughs> doesn't matter. I'm kidding. It's fine. I'm good now. Am I? Anyway. So... <laughs> Back to the story. So he said, hey, I thought you had babysitting. Did you finish early? He sent that to Kim. Um, So he lived in a bungalow with his mother in a town called Langford in British Columbia, Canada. Um, On this night, just like many other nights, he was hanging out with his best friend named Cameron Moffat, who was 17. Both boys were busy playing World of Warcraft together, which for anybody who doesn't know is an enormous, like, enormous game. Did Mm -hmm. you ever play it? No, but my mom like bought figurines and she's never played it either. Iconic. Yeah. She's liked um, them. It was like huge. It literally Mm -hmm. revolutionized online gaming. Um, It was pretty much the first one to ever do like that kind of online thing. Mm -hmm. And so these two boys are pretty into it, um, Cameron and Cruz. So we're going to remember those two names. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when Cruz sent the instant message to Kim, he received no response. But we're going to come back to that. So this is like... Bef- like this is after mm-hmm. so we're gonna go back in time a bit so he sent this message to kim saying i thought you were babysitting like did you finish early with mm-hmm. no reply but we're gonna go back a bit okay so we're gonna talk about kim so kim was born january 1st 1992 so she is one year older than me true her parents were quite run-of-the-mill like her mom was a walmart manager her dad was like a uh, diesel mechanic mm-hmm. can't relate 
<laughs> and <laughs> her nickname was Baby New Year or Kimmy, like known to her family as those names. Right. Um, loved animals. She raised like lizards, mice, rabbits, and hamsters. That's incredible. Um, I hate lizards. Why? They make me so sick. I love lizards. I'm indigenous, so maybe a little bit different, but I love lizards. I think they're so sweet. I wouldn't keep one. I wouldn't keep one as a pet. Um, I have fish. But let me just give you a um, scenario. You're walking down the street. Yes. A blue tongue lizard comes up to you. Sure. What do you do? Says hi. What do you do? I just... um, I'll probably, I would say hi. <laughs> um, if he comes up to me, I'm going to say hello. My friend um, lives in a share house yeah. um, and she had a big lizard in her kitchen. Um, and is I this just, Taylor? No, this is uh, my friend Tiana. Oh she my had a lizard in her kitchen and they were all freaking out and I just went and picked it up and put it outside. There's just, I'm good with spiders. I'm good with bugs. I'm good with every, like even snakes. I'm okay with I don't like snakes. Interesting. Yeah. See, lizards just, it's the feet. I, lo- I, I respect the feet. I respect the hustle. I, I respect the huddle, if you will. <laughs> Especially blue tongue lizards, they fucking wake me up. I think they're beautiful. Well, and if, like, can you explain for anybody who, because we have a few Americans listen to the podcast. So True. what is a blue tongue lizard? So a blue tongue lizard is your run of the mill. How big are we talking? Lizard, maybe like they can get up to a foot long. They're fat as far. They're fat? They they do be fat. Wide. fat. They're wide. They're, they're wide yeah. for sure. Yeah. They are. Are just a regular green lizard, but with a blue tongue. So that was like and they hiss. Yeah, they hiss to annoy them. They have hissed at me many a time. <laughs> and one time, I think this is where my my fear started. When when I was younger, my dad used to um, uh, like look after houses, and we used to go stay at them as well. Sure. And there's one in his like rural property, and had this pool. And during winter time, I went to like go dip my feet in the pool because I don't know why not. And I looked in the pool, and there was this balloon. But it was a blue tongue lizard that had swelled, it died, yeah. and had swelled up so big, and it looked like a ball, and it was the most disgusting thing oh I've God. ever seen in my entire life. I felt so unwell. I couldn't eat dinner. Darling. It felt like you could just pop it with a pin and it would just explode. Oh it was Probably disgusting. Could have. Like, you know that, was it a bird in like Shrek when she goes, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's the, and they, the frog, they like go, and they walk through the field. That could it's have been iconic. you. It could have been me. It could have been stick. me. Um, anyway, so she raised <laughs> lizards, mice, rabbits, and hamsters. And she was the cat girl. We all know the cat girl. Yeah. The cat girl wore cat ears to school. Oh, Jesus. Had the. Be- the beanie with with the paws, you, you know that beanie yeah. that you go meow 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 meow. Um, but don't laugh because she was bullied, <laughs> and she was bullied quite badly actually. And people would meow at her, Aww. and it's dreadful. Let her it do was dreadful. I know, she, like leave the cat girl alone. Um, at and she least also she's not a horse girl. Better than a horse girl. Yeah, we always say that. Um, she also had ADD. Attention deficit disorder. Mm-hmm. So it made it hard for her, for her to focus in class and her grades were pretty bad because of it. Um, her mother, like, medicated her, but it didn't do anything. It just made her too, like, like unmotivated and mellow. Mm-hmm. And so she moved to a different school where she received more, like, individualized attention from teachers um, in a different city in Canada. Um, so the new school was, like, really well known for being like the naughty school right um sure 
with like having a reputation for having students that were like expelled from other schools or suspended. And so they're kind of sent here for like more discipline or more like individualized attention, like I said before. Yeah, different styles of learning that are yeah. cookie cutter for sure. We all had that one. There was one, I think there's one near us called Flame Tree. Yeah. Which sure. is like oh. the naughty school, I think. Yeah. Have you heard of that? Yeah, for sure. There's like, there's a few different schools in our vicinity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then like, so it was kind of like that. Um, so she went there and this is where she met um, Cameron and Cruz, right. the boys that we talked about before. Yeah. So back to Cruz and his friend Cameron. Cruz had a really tough childhood. So his father was, uh, his father sexually assaulted and murdered a 16 year old girl. Oh my God. Um, and his father was sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole for 15 years. Um, and Cruz was like that he was about 12 when this happened. So he understood what his dad did, but him and his mother never talked about it. And so he like put it to the back of his mind. And every time he would bring it up with his mom, his mom would be like, we don't talk about that. Okay. So that's going to start something mentally. It's very important for people to talk about those kind of traumas Mm -hmm. because even though it didn't happen to him, it still is a figure in his life that is now not there because of a very traumatic thing. Of course. So it needs to be talked about. Otherwise Mm -hmm. it can fester. And like we all know, um, going off past crime stories, people with these kind of traumas and don't deal with them, unfortunately commit crimes. So anyway, um, he was like always in trouble at school. Like he was always caught like smoking pot um, stealing money from like random mailboxes on the street. What? Okay. Interesting. Very nineties. And yeah. also was like always caught cutting class. And like, even at this like naughty school, he was always still being naughty. True. Um, Cruz met Cameron in a fifth grade art class when they bonded over their mutual hate over a teacher. Um, what a beautiful word to start a friendship. Love that. <laughs> when Cruz was like, so Cruz was actually really smart and like switched on. Cameron was like slower and he suffered from ADHD. Right. Which is different to ADD. Apparently. Yeah. I didn't know that. For sure. Didn't know that. For sure. Apparently ADHD is like attention deficit. Hyperactive. Hyperactive disorder. And then attention deficit disorder. Yes. Hyperactive disorder, assuming, means that they're more like energetic. Need to get up, need to run around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And attention deficit is you can't, just can't concentrate. You can't concentrate. So ADHD is different, but similar. Gotcha. Yeah. So Cameron also had an extremely tough childhood. Um, he was sexually abused at the age of four. And as a child, Cameron began jumping out of his bedroom window at night until it was barred. Um, the reason he... The reason he did that was because... Um, not because he was suicidal, but he wanted he needed attention. He right. just like, didn't get attention from his family. And so he started jumping out of his window. Um, Cameron was very against like counselling and therapy and also medication. And he began lashing out at home, resorted to self-harm as a form of his own therapy. And he was increasingly dangerous at school. He'd like sometimes even bring a knife to class. That was like, he got caught bringing a knife to class. Mm. Um, And then when asked why he had it, he didn't really give a reason. He just said he had it. I feel like we've all had a kid in our school like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every time I remember like when I was, this is like pretty serious, but. I never self-harmed when I was growing up, but I had friends that did, like, quite severely. Mm. And when I was growing up, I guess, like, I never... I wish that I wasn't as ignorant as I was because being, like, an emo kid and being a scene kid, this is going to sound so fucked, but that was cool. 
Yeah, that was no. the cool thing. Yeah. And it was, like, part of a really, like, cool thing. Mm-hmm. And I wish that when I was a kid I could talk to those people um, in a different light and understand that that was, like, more of a call for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was, like, a coping thing. And I wish that I understood that because um, one of the friends that did it isn't with us anymore. Mm-hmm. And in my little head being an emo kid, I was like, oh, it's so edgy and cool to, like, cut yourself and, like... Okay. And then now when I'm older, I'm like, no, that wasn't cool. And no, it was actually, yeah. it was actually, they wanted someone to talk to and they didn't know how to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and a cry for help is doing something for attention. Mm. You need, like, you will need attention regardless. Like something's happening in your head that's not okay and you don't know how to reach out for it. Mm. Cries for help are as valid as just sitting down with a psychologist. Absolutely. If you need that extra push, like that's valid but also so so hurtful like to yourself like yeah but like it's understandable it's like so and of course you didn't know though as a a kid and that's don't put that on yourself for a second no i mean just like um i wish i had the knowledge i had now when i was a kid absolutely yeah yeah. um i can't recommend therapy enough to people like only i went to a few therapy sessions and like i'm so lucky that like the therapist was like look i think you have a really good understanding of your brain and how it is but come back and check on yourself every mm-hmm. you know, couple of months come see me once you know yeah. um and so i went for a couple of weeks straight and then she's like we're pretty much done come back every few months um so everybody's different yeah and I, mm-hmm. I can't recommend it enough yes. yes and like full transparency like i'm medicated for anxiety every day mm-hmm. and like i have panic disorder and i also can't recommend that enough so mm-hmm. it works differently for everybody but your brain health is so important so mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's the most important. Keep it checked. Yeah. It's so important, most important. I th- Sorry, just quick. I think in our culture, there's like there's nothing wrong with going to like a therapist, and no, it, you yeah. don't necessarily need to be struggling with with something really exactly. serious. Exactly. It's important to just go there, whether it's talking about what happened during your week, mm. to get an unbiased opinion, to have someone to talk to and unload on. It's really important, like whether you're suffering like a really serious mental illness or you're just yeah. vibing i remember like i was scared to go because i was scared they'd be like so what's wrong and they're like oh nothing really and they're like so why are you here they don't, but they, they don't do that but yeah no one thinks anything's no, no, wrong exactly. for, a lot, for a lot of the time so. <laughs> like that's not how they start the conversation they start the conversation with it with is like how are you feeling mm. and they'll ask questions like mm-hmm. feeling good that's awesome why are you feeling good they don't ask. They're not going to be like, "Oh, you feeling good? Why here?" <laughs> That's not how it works. Of course not. Um, okay, so Cruz and Cameron understood. Like they started to bond over this mutual like feeling of not belonging and like um, feeling like outcasts. Um, and so they like got along really well and became like pretty much best friends. They would often skip school to like smoke pot and just go home to play World of Warcraft. Um, they'd also surf porn sites together, which. I've never understood. Very strange. Straight people do it. Yeah, why? Which I don't. That's, I don't understand. That's not very straight. No, though. it's not. No, I'm my bro. But let's wank together. Makes no mm. sense. <laughs> like, sorry, what? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't grow up doing that. Anyway, so in February 2009, Cruz posted an entry on a WordPress blog called, quote, Early Warning Sides of a Serial Killer, which was his blog. And he listed common traits associated with serial killers, including torturing animals, fascination with fire, abandonment by a father, including, um, oh, sorry, an intense interest in sadomasochistic porn. And so he said underneath this article, quote, the peculiar thing is that I met all 14 criteria, apparently, though meeting all criteria means it's unlikely for the subject to be a serial killer. I suppose only time will tell. Wow. That's... 
Intense. It's almost like self he's trying to fulfill his own prophecy of being sure. a serial killer, which yeah. makes no sense, but he needs help. Someone mm. help him, please. Um, the following year, Kim, Cruz, and Cameron were all like quite close friends. They were all in the same group at school. They were all very independent people. They took this double-decker bus into town to shop and shoplift, and they also got high on this place called the Rambling galloping goose trail very canadian (laughs) and at night they would party into the early hours of the morning chatting flirting and playing world of warcraft together and chatting on msn as we do true so for a little while kim dated a boy named zach who was another member of their friend group who was also particularly good friends with Cruz. but kim and zach's relationship like lasted like a month as she does in high school Mm. And he called it off pretty quickly after they started dating. Kim was like very hurt by this, that Zach dumped her. And so she spoke to Cameron and Cruz about it, which ended up in Cameron admitting to Kim that he really liked her, stating the message, quote, there are many beautiful things in the world, but I might say you're one of them, unquote. So, <laughs> <laughs> Like a John Green book, baby. Yeah, very John Green. <laughs> Um, but Kim was actually more interested in Cruz drama. So after Kim and Zach had broken up, Cruz and Kim became quite close. They started to float online. They would text to like early hours in the morning, back and forth, talk on MSN, blah, blah. They also began sharing the insecurities like of each other with each other that they couldn't, that they couldn't share in person. Mm -hmm. Kim told Cruz she still felt short and pudgy, but he would say back to her, you're beautiful the way that you are. Um, when Kim tried to joke about Cruz's old schoolyard nickname, the Spaz, he said that the the wounds ran deeper than she should than that that she thought, and it wasn't actually a nickname; it was an insult. Pretty much, they became like very close, and like they were very open about their like trauma, and um, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, interesting thing also is that he explained I had a I had huge people issues. I still do now, but I. I know how people work and what makes them tick. So it's easy enough to put a mask on and play pretend. Um, he also said I'm very violent and explosive and she replied with, lol. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was after this when Cruz and Cameron's lives started getting a bit like dark. So they started, they started smoking pot every single day. It wasn't just like on the weekends anymore or like mm. after school, they would mm. wake up, get high. They also started experimenting with drinking blood and semen, like their own semen. They also drank their urine and people and neighbours would often hear Cameron screaming um, in his house when his parents went home and Cruz would barely have anyone home to ever look after him. Sounds like normal good fun friends fucked. to me. Absolutely fucked. Uh, <laughs> don't know what that's all about, but... They also visited uh, very, very sadistic porn sites from the dark web. Mm. Um, and in their frequent chats with each other online, they began fantasizing about rape and bondage. Jesus. One day, Kim was chatting separately with them at the same time, switching from one window of the conversation to the next. Cam invited her to a, a group chat called In My Pants and promised a, quote, cream-filled lollipop, quote. Ew. So this is how the chat goes. It started with Kim saying, OMG. Like, that's the her entering the chat that mm-hmm. says cream-filled, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, she, she replies um, <clears throat> with a cat whisker emoji. There is no such lollipop with a cream in the middle. And then 
she directs her like at Cam mm. says, "You have death urine on you." I have no fucking clue what that no, means. No, clue. no clue. Okay, anyone? No, no, no but okay. very on brand. Very on brand. <laughs> <laughs> then Cam says, "You're going to die next," and Kim says, "Dot dot dot." Okay, what do you want? And then Cruz says, "What are you doing tomorrow?" And then Kim says, "Nothing other than babysitting at three o'clock." Cruz says, "I'm bored and was looking for someone to chill with today. Also wanted to apologize." Kim says, "Oh?" Question mark. Cruz says, "I have some things I'd rather tell you in person about the high the, the entire Zach fiasco." Then Kim says, "This is sudden and I can't help wonder why." And then she continues saying, "I don't want to talk about Zach though, if that's okay." Cruz says, "Zach and I aren't as close as we used to be, but I feel you deserve an explanation." Then he says, don't worry, it's not much. It's more about why Cam and me and everyone were so mean to you. Then Kim says, whatever happened to Kim, you deserve nothing. You killed your rabbit. What? Okay. It's really confusing, but this is what I said. Mm. Cruz says, that's what I wanted to talk about. Then Kim says, I was going to say, I saw your text. I was really shocked and very confused. Why did you kill your rabbit? Then Cruz says, but then I said, I'd rather talk in person. I can meet you tomorrow earlier than babysitting and talk it about, talk it over, over a couple of bowls. Kim says, sure. And then Kim asks Cruz to call her secretly. Um, he secretly patched Cam in to eavesdrop on the call. As Cruz and Kim talked, Cruz and Cam like instant message each other, mm. revealing as their fantasy came to life. I'm going to rip her nose ring out and burn it, Cruz typed. Burn her flesh, he says. Why not keep her bound and alive, Cam suggested. That's what I'm going to do, but I'm going to get her stone first and possibly seduce her. Lol. Oh, what the fuck? So they're absolutely plotting something obviously he mm. murdered his rabbit like a couple of nights before and so she wants to talk to him about that she's she wants to talk to him about it. that he's pretending he wants to talk to about zach yeah because cruz really likes um kim i think it's really confusing yeah especially because the names are all cruz yeah. kim and cam it's yeah. like a lot so later that morning um kim like this is the next day um later in the morning kim was still in bed when her mom went to work um, her mum kissed her goodbye and then she loved her. They were like quite happy and celebrating the morning because the day before Kim had found out she had enough credits to graduate from high school. Wow. Oh, and right. she was looking forward to hopefully volunteering at the local wild anim- animal rehabilitation center called wild arc mm. because she was like killing it at mm-hmm. school and she loved animals. So that day Kim didn't have any classes. So her mother figured she would like to sleep in, but and she was supposed to be planning, like, she's babysitting at 3 o'clock, like she said to the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were planning to come home after she was babysitting to sew her graduation dress. But Kim had one last thing to resolve with the boys, so she decided that she was going to slip on a hoodie and then head to the Langford Bus Exchange. So, around 10.30am, Kim got off the bus exchange where Cruz and Cam met her. The three of them chatted for a bit and then went down to the small brown house on Happy Valley Road with a strand of lights strung along the trim. So this house where they used to get high there, it was like an abandoned kind of right. house. Um, so just prepare yourself. Trigger warning upcoming. Mm. So in the early hours of that morning, Cruz, like so the early that morning, Cruz and Cam were chatting on MSN and Cruz told Cam that when he says, I'm going to make some KD, which is craft, you know, it's like mac and cheese. That's mm-hmm. the that's the go word. Like, that's the key word. Yeah, right. So, um, shortly after arriving at the house, um, 
Cruz said, I think I'm going to have some KD. The boys started kicking and hitting Kim. They bound her arms behind and her ankles. Cruz stuffed a sock in her mouth, which he then wrapped over her face with duct tape. The two raped and beat Kim for hours until she died from suffocation. Oh my God. They mutilated her with a knife and stuffed a four inch long lollipop stick into her vagina and anus. They moved her body to a freezer in Cruz's garage. That's just disgusting. Um, at some point, possibly while Kim was still alive, Cruz sat at his computer and sent her one last message, his alibi, he thought, asking if she'd done babysitting. Remember the message that we yeah. said at the start? That mm. was fake. He was just saying, I thought you were finished babysitting. He just murdered Kim. That's that was his, like, alibi yeah. cover-up. Idiot. Can I just say, what fucking dumb bitches that they were plotting this whole thing mm. online. Like, if they were to be suspects and they weren't, like, you know what I mean? Like, the, poli- oh, the, the police would find it. Like, yeah. And then to try and squeeze in that alibi at the end. Like That's why like, this case is so interesting because mm-hmm. it's like in a time where MSN and like online um, communication was like super like new and growing. Mm-hmm. And so the case is really infamous because of that, because so much information is online. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the first like murder cases where like they went online and found most of the witness information they could. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, we actually get into that really soon. So you know what? You're a genius. <laughs> I love you. I love oh, you both, too. to be honest. We love you. So at some point, yeah, so um, inevitably other messages popped up when Cruz, Cruz's, like, handle appeared online. A friend messaged him that he suspected his father had been drinking rubbing alcohol and a friend wanted Cruz's advice but grew frustrated when Cruz, Cruz didn't reply and he said, dude. Um, and the friend also said, speak. <laughs> um, eight minutes later, Cruz replied, sorry, he wrote, the freezer was jumping around. <gasps> what a fuck. Jesus. Later that evening, Cam texted an ex-girlfriend encouraging her to sneak out of her house and join him at Cruz's, but she didn't come. The next morning, Cruz and Cam put Kim's body into a hockey bag, boarded a bus for the Galloping Goose Trail. Once there, they trudged into the woods and under a bridge. They doused the bag in fuel and lit it on fire. At some point while they were there, Cruz got out his phone and sent a text. Prior to this, Cruz hadn't tried hard to cover his tracks, but as he later told the girl from Halifax, which is his girl, like girlfriend, sending the text from under the bridge might have been the crucial mistake. He wondered if the police could trace his text to the phone at the spot. What if his digital digital, digital trail led them to the galloping goose? So he sent a text to Kim saying, oh my effing G, I'm so upset. I haven't seen you in so long. Are you missing? Are you okay? Please, please, please call me as soon as you get this. Um, mm. So a woman named a girl named Samantha Kennedy, who was Kim's friend, posted this message on her Facebook page um, not long after Lucy Proctor, another friend, reported Kim missing. Um, so it was like, sorry, Lucy's mom is sorry. Yeah. Kim's mom is Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Kim's mother had suspected trouble the moment she called her on Thursday afternoon and was diverted straight to voicemail. Um, she knew that as if her phone was off, there was something really wrong. Mm-hmm. As the family, friends, and police mounted a search for Kim, Cam and Cruz went on with their lives. After dumping Kim's body, Cruz spent the rest of the day at home with a girl he had been dating. Cam had brunch with his grandmother and mother, who took him to buy a video game afterward. How the fuck mm. can you eat? Or, like, no. I'm sorry, what? Like, that's just true sociopathy. Psycho- can, yeah. psychopathy. Like, you're crazy. Mm. 
that they can just go to lunch with their grandmother. And not feel anything. I don't understand that. It makes no sense to me. I just can't stop thinking about her mother. Literally. Like, Like, It's disgusting. But it's almost like, were they going to dinner and lunch because they, and they were feeling guilty, but they went because they didn't want to seem, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Sus? Mm. I guess we'll never know. Um... That night, around 7pm, a young male who had been smoking pot with his friends under the Galloping Goose Bridge stumbled across the charred human remains of Kim Proctor. Dental records showed that it was the body of Kim. The Vancouver Island Major Crime Unit and the Royal Canadian Mounted Police dispatched a investigative, bless you, investigative you. <laughs> team of more than 40 officers on the murder case. For cases that involve teens, the online world is obviously like... So valuable, which we've mentioned before. So an enormous investigation went into, like, their emails, like, into a bunch of, like, Kim's online texts, what she did, blah, 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 which is pretty incredible. Um, Investigators kept close watch as Kim's friends and family took to Facebook, including setting up a public memorial page. Visitors began trading clues and theories about who might have killed her. Investigators closely monitored the page, calling potential witnesses there, as well as other publicly available Facebook pages, none of which necessitated a a warrant. So pretty much, like, the friends of Kim were trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. Of course. And the police who were on this page were like, "Mm, it could be this person, but none of it like, allowed a warrant because none of it was, like, hard evidence. Yeah. It's all circumstantial. But if somebody was on there, I'm like, I killed her. Then they'd be like, <laughs> well, obviously it's you. But no one obviously yeah. did that. Um, so this is when things get really interesting and why this story is so infamous because when Kim's death, um, like, was all over the news, Cruz became, like, super paranoid about leaving any more evidence online but he couldn't resist the urge to share the story with someone he trusted he was afraid of using msn but he thought the chat logs of world of warcraft were less likely to be saved on march 23rd five days after kim's murder he told his gamer girlfriend in halifax on msn that he had something urgent to tell her but he wanted to do it over the world of warcraft chat instead once inside world of warcraft he confessed to the crime Back on MSN, he sent her links to the news reports as backup. The girl was shocked, but she eventually replied the way he no doubt expected. I'll always be here no matter what you do, she wrote. Oh, my God. That's what I told you, Cruz said. No matter how things turn out, I'll make it up to you somehow one day. According to the Halifax girlfriend told police... According to what the Halifax girlfriend told police, Cam came onto the World of Warcraft chat confirming Cruz's account. Then this is what he said... What about her family and her friends and all whose lives you have ruined, the girl asked Cam. No, I don't feel bad for them, he replied. Just don't ever do it again, she wrote back to Cruz. I promise, Cruz said. I have no desire to. Then, in a sudden shift of focus, he told her he felt like playing a video game for all time's sake. I think I'm going to play Pokemon, he said. I've had Pokemon nostalgia for months. What the fuck? Um, so Cruz, like, continued to show up to school, like, very, like, sporadically, like, kind of here and there, Mm -hmm. but he couldn't contain his rage for long. When Samantha overheard Cruz talking about Kim, she asked him to stop because it was so painful. She was my best friend, she said. Suddenly Cruz stood up and started screaming, no one fucking cares, he said, she's dead, who gives a shit? Another student had a similar encounter with Cruz, I'm glad she's dead, he said to her. I hated her. Jesus. Cam and Cruz frequently talked on MSN about the ongoing investigation. Since we killed that bitch and it wasn't too hard, we should do it again, Cam wrote to Cruz on March 25th. 
Wow. I'm sorry, what? Anyway, Cam, Cruz and Cam were brought in for questioning and the boys admitted to seeing Kim that morning but claimed she left them early to go to school. When a cop asked Cruz what type of person would commit such an act, Cruz said, quote, someone who thinks it's worth... Look at that. That was spooky. You hit it. And ghost. Um, Cruz re- um, replied, someone who thinks it's worth it to kill someone or someone who's a fit of, in a fit of rage. Soon, police had enough evidence to secure the necessary judicial, authority, judicial authorization to monitor and analyze Cruz and Cam's online activities. Girl, she's struggling today. Yeah, no. <laughs> Keeping Cruz and Cam under close surveillance, the police bugged their homes, their cell phones, and even the gazebo where they hung out in the park. Through forensic analysis of the boys' computers and cell phones, they dug up their Google and Wikipedia searches, as well as old transcripts of text and instant messages. In total, the Tech Crimes Unit amassed the equivalent of 1.4 billion sheets of paper on the two boys. Holy crap! <laughs> it's yeah. insane. On Friday, June 18th, Cruz and Cam were arrested for Kim's murder. They were both extremely calm and somber. The um, the judge recalls rather than face the trial and jury the two pleaded guilty to first degree murder and indignity to human remains and were sentenced to life imprisonment with no impossibility of parole in 10 years Good. they are still in prison and they're facing the death penalty as well yeah. um, I think if I read that correctly if not they're still in prison for life and that is the story of the world, and War- world of Warcraft Kim Proctor murder wow that was nuts Absolutely. That was nuts. Mm-hmm. It felt so surreal that they were so young. Oh, and yeah. Like, I know. children. They were so, like, just, and just the nuts. immaturity of, they mm. just killed someone a few days prior, but I want to play Pokemon. Like, who thinks like it's that? It's like such a contrast. Yeah, like. like you, my brain doesn't even comprehend hurting a human being, let alone no. murdering one. Especially Absolutely at that not. age. Like, what the fuck? Absolutely mm. not. I'm like. Wow, I'm st- I'm shocked, honestly. Do you ever about think situation. like it makes me think that um, maybe there was someone in your like cohort at school who had the um, not drive, but the had the to do that. not even the urges, like just had the capability, um, the capability yeah. of doing that. I know that there was someone in my Same. year, yeah, Same. me too, and yeah. I know the person. Yeah. I could and name him right now, and I'll let you will be scared. <laughs> and I'll name them. <laughs> I'm the same. Like, there is a couple that I could name that were, like, genuinely scary. Yeah. And, like, I wouldn't have messed with them personally. No. Um, I was I mm, It was, like, just creepy. To me, that, it's the anger. That vibe of, like, um, bringing a knife to school for yeah. no reason mm. and just stuff like that. Like, mm. it's very, like, brooding. Just, like, they're always there in the background. And, like, the guy at my school, he was, like, cookie cutter. Like, he wore a beanie. Like a black beanie to school and you'd like mm-hmm. skulk around and like everyone like used to call him like if, if he, he'd be like the school shooter guy but like mm-hmm. it was true like I was freaked out by him but I was like I was smart about it I was like I'm gonna befriend him like yeah. I mean I was nice to him yeah. I was like hi so was Kim <laughs> I was not true I was nice to him because like bitch I'm gonna be that exception if he's gonna mm. shoot up the school he'll give me that don't come to school tomorrow text <laughs> so like, you're too much I just like I just kind of feel bad for those kind of people mm-hmm. because one, they're just outcast because of the way they act or the way they look. Mm-hmm. And then B, I mean, two, 
they just like they they the reason they do like weird shit is because they just want atten- they need like that's just how they get attention and mm. they're not going to get it any other way. No. And so like there was people like that in my year who were like weird for the sake of being weird and they're obviously being weird because they wanted attention. Absolutely. And you know what? Like I saw right through it and I would just be nice to them mm-hmm. and like I was usually nice to everyone until they were like rude and homophobic to me. Mm-hmm. That's when like I was like you're fucked. Of course. Yeah. And um but there were just people in a year who were like the two guys in particular that I can think of. They were really like hardly had any friends. They didn't talk. They didn't want attention, but they just had like rage. Like mm. a teacher would talk to them and they would just like lose it. And they're the ones I was scared of. And they're, like, I think yeah. about and they're all misogynistic Ooh, and yeah. they don't like that women talk to them. Mm. Mm. That's what, that's the tea. Mm. And you wonder like how they are doing. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I want to go through my yearbook and look up everyone. Me too, because, yeah. like, some people just drop off the face of the fucking earth. Yeah, yeah so sure. many. I've only been graduated for, like, three years. Mm. But, like, I I walked out of those gates and I haven't seen or heard of those people in <laughs> since I left. And, like, I, we, I still live in the same area as them. But, like, where the fuck are they? What are they doing? To be honest, I had the worst. I hated high school. Fucking hated mm. it. Every minute of high school. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know if, if I grew up in a just... I think I, like just missed the um renaissance of like human decency <laughs> on the sure. internet because i grew up in a time in high school like in year seven eight and nine when the internet was just new and people were like constantly using the wrong like terminology and were being yeah. like really crazy homophobic and, like, slurs and everything oh, i was horrible i yeah. used to get like faggot poof every single day at school mm. and it was horrible but then when I left school and people were like, I miss high school. I'm like, you're the kind of people that I just don't. Like, you saw it happen and you didn't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, and you were just as bad. And I could have been that bitch that, like, took a fucking gun to school. Yeah, And did sure. it, but I was so lucky that I have a great family and I was able to talk about it. And for me, it was, like, movies and um, games that really helped me, like, find a sense of, like, Escape. the world is bigger yeah. than just high school. Absolutely. You know? Did you like high school? Did you guys? Like- like no, being queer? Not at all. Okay. I um I had a group of uh girlfriends um in high school. Um lots of like messed up shit went down, especially like at my school in my year. Yeah. Um but I used to like girls used to be like, Oh my god, Ruby's a lesbian and I like wasn't or like least wasn't out at that mm. time. Like I didn't know really even what that word truly and so what, meant. What but what they base that on though? Because I was nice to girls, I guess. Well, it, I was, but, like, I don't... I wasn't in, interested in any of them, mm. you know, and being like, oh, my God, like, Ruby's a lesbian. So like, based off your appearance as well? Yeah, for I find sure. That, that's such a, it's such I a just, high school thing. I just don't... Isn't it? Yeah, and I was, like... But I was also very woke in high school, which mm. boys did not like me for mm. at all. Did you call them out on their shit? I called them out and then they'd be like, oh shit, you know, this like fat bitch, like whatever, talking at me, like telling me, like, you're wrong. Like you, I, I just, yeah, did not like high school. What about yeah. you, Ash? Mm. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, did, I didn't really like it. I went to a Catholic school. I've only gone to Catholic schools. Um, mm. And I grew up being like believing in God, but like once I hit high school when I was like older, I didn't really, I wasn't religious at all. So yeah. when did you come out? I came out when I was 15. I would have been in year 10. And I your think. school, how did your school react to that? Um, I, I actually didn't, uh, no one said anything to my face mm. that I know of, whether they talked shit about me behind my back and like called me whatever. But like, as what, 
like I was I I received like nothing. I always wondered negative. if you if you went to a, a Catholic school and mm. came out, they would be like. No one cared about her, but her oh, friend. Oh my 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 good friend Leighton, who's um the boy that we played Mario Kart with. Yeah. Um, he received a lot Ugh. of shit. Because he's, he's male. Yeah. And, and I bet you he got shit from other men, right? He did. It was fucking people horrible, actually. Like, yeah. he, he's very, like, feminine, like, flamboyant, especially mm. at school. He, like, all the girls loved him, and, but all the guys, was this one group of, like, the footy guys, they just thought they were top shit in our year. And they'd call him, like, a fag. And, like, I remember one time a guy came in at school for this, like, talk, and we had like this intermission and like they were playing music and my friend Leighton of course got up there and started dancing yes. to um like a Lady Gaga song and they were just in the back row just fucking piercing themselves laughing like just saying all this shit and then like I, I'm pretty sure like a few of us just turned around and told, told them to like fuck off but um it doesn't make you any cooler does no. it no but it all comes like literally all comes back to toxic masculinity and it's a yeah. word that is like I know it's a hot like trigger word and it's like a hot topic and whatever the fuck yeah, and no, when you hear true. it you're like ugh but it's a fucking legit thing like it's a real thing yeah, toxic real. masculinity comes down to the fact that men can't cis white straight men can't deal with the fact that that people or men or women don't necessarily fit into a cookie cutter mm. sexuality mm -hmm. or gender. Because for me, all of the hate that I receive online with my streaming always literally 99% of the time is straight white dudes. There's yeah. nobody else. Why when, are they pressed? Why are they, why are they so, so angry? pressed? What is the big deal? Like, no. if you don't like it, shut your fucking mouth and move on. Click off. It's not hard. No. Go somewhere else. I don't, I didn't ask you to be here no. and I didn't ask for your opinion in high school. I didn't ask for you to call me anything. I didn't give a shit what you think. I don't care. Absolutely. And like for Leighton, for example, like nobody, if he's dancing, get over it. Yeah, like he move was on. So much fun. Exactly. So what, what's the big deal? I yeah. don't understand. If you ever see that in real life, if you're listening to this, just fucking, just call it out and be like, please, you yeah. know what? Shut up and just keep your mouth shut. Especially on an impressionable queer like yeah. young people it fucking makes a difference whether you're in school whether it's on the bus whether Huge you're in the difference. shops if Huge. you notice it please speak up or make it known to them that mm. you're there for them whether it's sitting next to them on the bus if they're being yeah like um harassed or mm. telling the bully or the harasser to fuck off it, it yeah. helps like and this goes for everything because i still remember the people who stuck up for me in high school i, I stuck I, up for cherry and yeah. that's how i'm friends with cherry yeah. now cherry was in year seven and i'm sure cherry would never forget screamed at yeah. by some little feral kids mm. Mm. Yeah. and the thing is like yeah i still remember who yeah. stuck up for me and who bullied me till this day mm -hmm. and it goes for people of color and trans people and and anyone so especially with what obviously i don't want to get into someone now because mm. it's just such a heavy topic but with what's going on now with the Black Lives Matter movement mm. and the riots happening, it's more now more than ever that if you see something, just say something. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not hard. Use Australia, your privilege for good. Exactly. exactly. And Australia is no, no exception just because you think that we don't have those problems. We do. They're just a bit deeper than, yeah. than what's going on um, in America at the moment. To not get into it too much, I'm sick of yeah. hearing people, especially people I went to school with, say... I'd hate to be American. America has a such um, intense like race racism issues and police brutality issues. I'm like, 
Yeah, you don't know the half of it. They bitch. they do. Everywhere yeah. in the world, but it, it's happening yeah. in your city. It's they, happening in the Illawarra. It's happening absolutely. in your fucking street. Like, don't I be lo- ignorant. I, I love America. I fucking I lived for America. I fucking yeah. had the best, literally the best time of my life mm-hmm. was going on my trip to America. I met the most amazing queer people, people of color, trans yeah. people. It was so incredible. So, yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. No. It's everywhere you are. It's uh, To me, it's like, if I can stop one person from talking shit within my, like, direct circle, mm. then, like, that's a, that's, a, that's a win for me. Mm. So, say something, say something. You know what? Eat greens and um, drink some water today. Love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> that takes us to the end of the podcast. Guys, I love you both so much. Thank you for having us. We love us. you. That was a very chatty one. Yeah. It was chatty, chatty, chatty. Oh. <laughs> Sorry that was a bit heavy. Uh, I know that was like dealing with a lot of real like issues, but um, thank you for so much for tuning in. If you are new, thank God you're here. There's also a Facebook group called the Scarecellers Podcast Group on Facebook. Please join. We talk about a lot of cool stuff in there. And if you can't join, then that's fine. Don't. Mm-hmm. Don't. I'm going to go get some bubble tea now. I'm really excited. Ash Ruby, I'll be both. We love you. Goodbye. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.